WWE to sell the company to Fox or ESPN? What? Another huge name is released. Who is it? And why was their WWE run so abysmal? Apollo Crews getting a huge push. Will WWE give him and it's gone? <laughs> what, do, <laughs> what WWE trademark expired that's going to make AEW very happy? Velveteen Dream. Oh, come on. You already know what I'm talking about. All this and more on a Kenny For Your Thoughts podcast. Izzy the Prodigy here. Kenny, Brandon, what's going on? Chris Van Fleet here. I hope the episodes just keep getting better and better and better and stacking them up like New Day pancakes. It was a big accomplishment of your podcast. So send me a thank you, write me a nice letter, tweet me, DM me, FaceTime me. I'm Spacey for Bright Day. Brandon Brown. <laughs> Here we are in a <laughs> private room in WWE headquarters, oh, right yeah. behind us in audio land. You can't see it. All you can hear is our sexy baritones, but that's okay. And Vince, he's very frustrated in the other room, <laughs> taking <laughs> phone calls. <laughs> Vince doesn't care anymore. Vince is sitting there in the office like, damn it. In fact, I've heard reports actually online um, that Vince McMahon actually was, um, all jokes aside, really, really sick this week. Like he... Oh, no. um, yeah, there were there were reports that uh that he was feeling really like nauseated and that you know that possibly he's gonna puke <laughs> he's gonna puke he's gonna he's gonna <laughs> <laughs> and guys if that's not reason enough oh, please remember smash that like button leave us a good comment a good rating if you're on audio platforms you know yeah. But yes, hit the like button. Can anyone leave us hear a comment. puke on uh, command? I'd like to know in the chat. Leave us a comment, by the way. Let us know if you think WWE will ever be sold. That is the question of the week. <laughs> Maybe they should sell it. I uh, mean, why not? Because weren't, weren't they going to sell like the network or something at some point anyway? Or the rights for that? They were well, doing funny business with the pay-per-view stuff. It's like, why not to sell the company? Let's get let's get into that later, Brandon. Let's get okay. into that later. I, I do want to talk about, you know what? I'm, I'm realizing. So I'm realizing I haven't been as AEW heavy as I should be on this podcast. And, um, you know, obviously I'm a, a hybrid fan. I like, uh, <laughs> I like WWE. I like AEW. Hollis already is like done with me. By yeah. the way, she's already saying, Kenny, I can't with you. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> I want to talk about the fact that, you know, even though I feel like AEW has been the better show, like, I'm almost not talking about it. And I think mm -hmm. that has something to do with me having a bias towards shows that are uh, live. Uh, I don't necessarily mm. like to talk about tape shows. I almost feel like it's a waste. You know, it's like a canned friendship, like the one I have with Brandon. <laughs> like, I don't really talk about it. It just happens. Okay. Yeah, what's the deal with are they gonna try to go live and be essential like uh WWE and get away um, with they've, already, they've already been given the the green light. Okay. Um given the green light to go live. And so the first thing I do, because you know me, I'm the I'm the troll of the century. If you're a WWE uh -huh. fan, I troll you with AEW stuff. If you're an AEW fan, I troll you with WWE stuff. So sure enough, the first thing I do, I went on Twitter, as you can see our Twitter handles here, aka Wrestling. Um and I say, okay, 
So all of you, all, all of you assholes who were giving WWE shit for being an essential show <laughs> and, you know, giving AEW props for being tape shows and stuff. I said, please do me a favor. Tweet out how AEW is a crappy company now. Do it because obviously, obviously, if you had a problem with WWE being being essential and being live and doing all of that and having that, you know, and, and found all the reasons why Vince McMahon's the devil, you can find the reasons for Tony Khan and, and Cody Rhodes and 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 you know Kenny Omega and all the rest, of them. right? But this is good because now you're gonna you're gonna watch and want to talk about it. That's true. <laughs> That's very true. But you see, I didn't have a problem with the live shows to begin with, Brandon. Obviously, we're live. Like our our damn podcast is live. How many people do that? How many people yeah, really they're... do live podcasts? How many people have the balls to do it? You know, and, and don't get me wrong, there are people that do it. You know what I mean? They do it well. But I'm saying, like, it it takes some balls to be live, man. That's pat, right, man. Pat us on the back, but you know, the shit can go back. wrong. I'm on. I'm live on the air with this uh, ticking time bomb over here. <laughs> this powder keg. <laughs> That is Brandon Brown, the sexual powder keg. That's what his friends call him, the sexual oh, powder keg, because he's ready it. to go I'm off at any second. Explode <laughs> all over. That is definitely a double entendre. But that's <laughs> now, look, are they gonna are they gonna keep with the blood and gut stuff doing live? Like, isn't that dangerous? They're bleeding all over each other. Well, I don't think they're doing blood and guts. Uh, they they postponed blood and guts anyway. I think they're just gonna build to double or nothing, and um, that's about it. Uh, and that's about it. Let me hear it. The chat never hold back. By the way, everybody's saying I have a theory and stuff. Let it out on the ah. chat. I want to hear it. By the way, uh, hi, hi to all of you in the chat. There's a lively bunch of people here today. I love it because this chat. I love that nowadays we get on onto these episodes and the chat's uh. just firing off before I even start speaking. You know what I mean? Wait, it's what, a, what is Hollis saying here about Ill Kenny? What, what is that about? I can't see the whole thing. It's definitely it's cut off. The, the, come on, that's a hundred percent talking that talking about you and your explosion. Wow. Speaking of disgusting things, let's talk about the Velveteen Dream situation. Oh man, he exploded all over, all over his IG. So, how do you feel about? Let me let me just hear your wrong. I mean, sorry. Let me hear your opinion on on this before I discuss. But. Velvet, he's right. He's probably sitting around quarantine, checking out his abs. He's like, "Man, I look really good." Probably pulled his pants down a little bit, turned to the side, checking out his glutes. He's like, "Man, I'm in really good shape." He's just on IG. He's the spur of the moment, man. He's probably got what millions of little fans out there. They're all like, "Oh, Velvet, you're so sexy. I want to see you. Send me a picture." You know what? He gets. You know, you hear that over and over again. You just you can't help yourself. So, you know, he threw a couple picks out there. Can you blame the man? He had to do what he had to do. See, I think, right? I, but I think, I think that's the thing. Century I actually, seed. you know, I, I, I didn't want to give my opinion. I've, I actually didn't really comment on this online because I feel like you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't uh, with stuff like this, where it's like, uh, if this is all true, if all these allegations are true, which if, if nobody knows what we're talking about, let's just flat out say it. Um, uh, Velveteen Dream is accused of sending some lewd pics and some, uh, you know, some uh, suggestive content to some minors that happen to be 17. So they're on the cusp of they're uh, on the cusp. Uh, the legal. Uh, I always yeah. hate this, by the way, but the legal cusp of knowing what's right as if like, you know, what's right at 17, and 18. But, you know, you can't. Is it, is it like 16 to cut off? No, but I guess my, my point is my point is. I feel like when I was 18, I still had the mind of like a like a 10 year old, kind of like Brandon at the age of 30. What are you? 33 now? 32? Dearly, I'm getting there, man. It's yeah, not you, got, good. you still have the mind of a 10 year old. 
So, and yeah, look, I love this comment <laughs> right here. Nobody told Dream to install a vast security software. Yes, it leaks your pictures out <laughs> to the internet. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's like, I guess my thing, this is my take on the situation. I'm speculating. I don't know if I'm right or wrong. Again, if, if the situation, damned if you do, damned if you don't. If Velveteen Dream did this, and then you're like, he didn't do anything wrong, then you look like a jackass, and you're supporting a pedophile. And then what? if And then if you, uh, the opposite, he didn't do anything, and you say, well, damn him, he's a pedophile, he's this, that. Well, you just disparaged the name of an innocent man for no reason. So, I mean... It's just, it's just, it's just damned if you do, damned if you don't. Um, I think he was set up, man. But that's my thing. I think I actually do think he was hacked. I do think that these are legitimate pictures of him uh, that were. This is my take again, controversial as it may be, but I think they they got his pictures and then they photoshopped skied some stuff in uh, to these DMs um, for the simple reason that I think they showed somebody was showing. And I was looking at it. Remember, I've, I've edited pictures and things like that before, you know, not, not in the, he was that, really in that manner. No, pictures, but you zoom but, in, yeah. you zoom in and um, <laughs> not on the dick, not on the dick, yes, Brandon. That's what he no, zoom in on, on. On, on where the text is and it looks uh -huh. like it was kind of copy and pasted in. And, and I can tell because the star for, you know, the, you know, the uh, check mark hand part is kind of cut off so so i feel like he was hacked um and then these you know 17 year olds or whatever as they were kind of went and edited this in to make it look like he's, he said some stuff so, right and, and that's kind of how i feel again uh, i apologize <laughs> if it's you know i'm wrong but that's how i feel um and you know the the chat's alluding to the fact that maybe you did it and i what? kind of agree with that because you you seem no like way. the type I, I, that's, I'm not that kind of guy, right? Hey, I, hey, so, I, so, so, guys, I, here's here's the thing. I've seen this a lot. I've seen this a lot, and I want you all to use your brains on this bluntly. Don't read what you what you see on the internet. Use your brain. So the comment is Enzo Amore did the same, and he got released for it. You know, it was a similar situation. No, Enzo Amore did not get released for a similar situation. Enzo Amore was accused of rape. This was the situation. He was accused of rape. Now. He, he was found innocent, everything was dropped, etc., etc. But the point was, the reason WWE let him go was because this situation came to light and Enzo Amore tried to hide it. So mm. WWE basically was like, you knew this was, you know, you got to be responsible in the situation. You knew this was going to give us bad press. You knew this was going to be a really bad situation. And instead of coming to us and saying, guys, this is what's happening. You know, I'm innocent, but... This is what's happening, and this is what's going to hit the media. So WWE could prepare for it, uh, um, you know, as whatever that may be, damage control or whatever they have to do. Uh, because he didn't notify WWE in this situation, they basically were like, we can't trust you. You're making us look <laughs> bad, you know? So again, it's kind of like those little white lies, kind of like the difference between um, someone who's mature and someone who's not. Like Brandon wouldn't tell me shit. Like if, if Brandon, if this podcast were about to get all these allegations and all of this, Brandon's like, uh, yeah. So I might have like hit a little kid at work, punched him in the face. Like Brandon would have told to you before the episode Bra went on. Brandon, yeah. Brandon wouldn't have told me. He would have waited till we got on air, and then somebody in the chat would have been like, "Hey, did you hear that Brandon punched a little kid at work?" And I would have been like, "No, you didn't tell me this." Look, everybody, in the comments section, let us know who had the better D-pick, <laughs> Seth Rollins or Velveteen Dream. 
Let's get it going. I don't. Man. I don't endorse. Looking, I don't. I don't endorse. The, I don't who's endorse that good, question. You had the better angle. I don't endorse that question whatsoever. Especially the fact that Brandon, before we go on air, he's like, "Yo, man, uh, you should use this as an episode cover." <laughs> and I'm like, he sends me a picture, and I'm like, "Okay, I don't want to use that." First of all, I prepare our episode covers days in advance. <laughs> And Brandon, literally five minutes before we go on air, is like, let me show you. And this is just what he wanted. He goes, show this. <laughs> show this right here. This should be our episode cover. I'm not moving, by the way. I can't move. If I move this arm move. right here. Just if move I move this arm a little bit. <laughs> That's what it was like. If, I move, if, I, move this yeah. arm, <laughs> if I move this arm just a little bit. There uh, you go. Fantastic. I shouldn't even show that because honestly, that is messed up to show. <laughs> I mean, he put it but out there. But this is what right? Brandon sent me. Brandon yeah. sent me this to show everybody and said this should be our episode cover. Look at those abs. I mean, look at the diet this guy has got to be on. I mean, he's probably just <laughs> potatoes and lettuce every day, shredded. Fernando says Brandon's secretly gay. Whoa, whoa. First of all, <laughs> it's not a secret. Second of all, um,. Speaking of which, do you see, <laughs> does anybody look at the tweets that I send out? Like that I send out like during shows, like during NXT last night. I literally was like, was like, God, Timothy, Timothy Thatcher gets sexier every week. Nobody questions me. <laughs> and what, what's Wait, wrong with no. that? First of all, what is wrong with that? If I was, come on, you would still watch this podcast. Yeah. Hold on, now, I don't remember, wait, did something happen with Ricochet? I don't remember the Ricochet thing. Um, you don't Ricochet? remember Ricochet tickling his, his, uh... Oh, that's right, yeah. he did the tickle thing. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Alright, alright, new poll <laughs> in the comment section. <laughs> Ricochet's tickle. <laughs> or the pickles of Velveteen Dream and the Monday Night Messiah. Let's vote. It's put to vote, people. Speaking, to speaking of uh, Ricochet, so he and Cedric Alexander, uh, their team officially has a name, which is the Two Live Crew. <laughs> that sounds like something that's going to <laughs> Damn it! Who's that rap group <laughs> from the 90s? <laughs> oh, man. The Two Live Crew, you like it? It's real off the time? Pretty good? I, I like Two Fly Crew, but it's like, I, it just makes me think of uh, Too Cool. You look mm. fly, yeah, because their song was uh, called, like, Too Fly Today or something like that, and it was stylized the same way, so, um, yeah, I, I just don't, yeah, I just don't accept now, it. Now, are they getting, like, a team theme, like an air boom thing, or is it just going to be, like, Dude, they're so, just going to play Ricochet's song? Brandon, <laughs> go Brandon I'm going to let you say this, because I, I can't, uh, <laughs> I, and I don't want to, no, especially after last week, I need to apologize what? for my dropping of the, the N-word, uh, that was... <laughs> You know, if, any, if I offended anybody, I, I do apologize, but uh, like, I felt it needed to be said in the heat of the moment. I didn't want to hold myself back of my emotion. I did get yeah. mad, and you could see Brandon was uh, a little afraid of that. <laughs> but uh, remember, That's we had a team. Anger. We had a team. Our uh, truth and our um, truth and Kofi Kingston had teamed up, and because Brandon likes um, Watch the Throne, Kanye West and Jay Z, he came up with it. I was like, what should they be named? And I'm looking for names. I'm thinking like. Truth in Paradise, things like that. Do you remember what you oh. came up with? Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm forgetting this. I said something. Was it like think think about what, in Paris sort of stuff? Yes. 
what did I say? Like niggas in the air or something? Like what, how did I relate it to? Kofi Kingston's finisher is what? Oh, the Trouble in Paradise. Yeah. Oh, niggas in paradise. Yes. Right. <laughs> right. That would have been Brandon. brilliant. Brandon was, like, been Brandon was insisting, like, every time they come out for weeks, that that should be the name. And I'm like, Brandon, please, please stop. Oh, that would have been good. Please stop. But going back to Air Boom. Um, Air Boom, I, you know what's funny? I actually didn't mind that song too much. The bow, wow, bow, wow. And, and it was a different direction for Kofi Kingston and, and Evan Bourne. But, I mean, yeah. Yeah. It was good. I thought it was wonderful. But yeah, people, be careful when you're sending your picks out there. Please. You might be getting set up. So you gotta make you gotta ask first. You gotta be like, hey, are you at least <laughs> are you at least seventeen? But you see, I want I want you all to see something, right? So I need to move this to a different topic because Brandon will stay on the whole on this the whole episode because that's that's all he wants to talk about. But anyway, it's big news. Let's talk about the fact that Apollo <laughs> Cruz was on my TV for like twenty segments. What was wrong with Apollo what Crews? What was this? What was wrong with Apollo Crews? What are they doing? I really are they like... trying to guard sympathy for this guy? I really like that they were pushing Apollo Crews and it was going somewhere and it was good. Then all of a sudden he blows his knee out in a match with Andrade and then he's uh, th- he's going to get replaced in the Money in the Bank match. What the hell was the point <laughs> of all of it? Because it was a kayfabe injury. As far oh, as so I know. I mean, as far as I know. As far yeah. as I know. I mean, if I'm wrong... Then it's just horrible timing, but I'm pretty sure it's a kayfabe injury, and then all of a sudden he's just getting replaced. So it's like, okay, so Triple H is definitely, like I said last week, <laughs> Triple H is definitely gonna be in that match, right? <laughs> Especially after the way they embarrassed <laughs> him on SmackDown, it. which did, did, I didn't understand the narrative on the internet. The internet was like, how does he get his own segment? People don't get their own segments. This is horrible. And I'm like, you mean a segment where they ran him down for about 20 minutes? Yeah. Vince McMahon literally came out, made fun of him? It's like a roast. Yeah. Right. They roasted his ass. It's like not a, not a bad thing. Wow. Uh, Wesley Turner says they're about to release him talking about Apollo Crews. Oh, sweet <laughs> Jesus. That's the huge star that got released. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. They released Apollo Creed already. So, again, my thing. Again, it's like the internet... I feel like I can only say this so many times, but somebody, I won't mention their names, you know, on social media said, you know, it's disgraceful that they gave, and they said this to me, mind you, uh, disgraceful that they gave Triple H a 25 se- uh, minute segment, yet they couldn't do anything like that. They couldn't give 20 minutes to Howard Finkel. Mm. And I'm just going to be really blunt. I said, okay, uh, Triple H is alive and can talk for 20 minutes. How the fuck are you going to do that for Howard Finkel? I said, they did what they did. They, did, they showed two minutes. And I said, for all you know, and I have a good feeling. And I get, I get why they're trying to say it. Harvard Finkel is WWE's first employee. They feel like he should be treated with more respect. Um, but my thing is, uh, by the way, I have breaking news for you that I'm going <laughs> to read for you. And I feel like I, I need to capture your reaction to this. Um, and so it's, because I feel like it will change your perception of JD <laughs> from NY. Anyway. Um, going back to it, it's like, I, how do you know that they're, they're not making a documentary right now with Howard Finkel? It's different. It's different. Triple H can come out and talk for 20 minutes. That's, that's easy TV. All you got to do is throw them out there. The Howard Finkel stuff, you have to go back and find footage and edit and do things and, and, and et cetera, et cetera. So it's like, you can, it's not a fair comparison. They did what they could. Literally, if you think about it on SmackDown last week, they had a, a tribute video for him. They had to prepare that the same day. 
They literally mm. had, what, 12 hours, not even, to prepare it? So, I mean, kudos. It, to me, I, I give kudos to WWE for getting that done in time, as opposed to saying, well, Triple H got a segment, how come Howard Finkel, you didn't, couldn't do that for Howard Finkel? You get what I'm saying? Mm. It's, like, it's easy to criticize, but like as someone who knows what the editing <laughs> process is like on things, sucks. Wait, right. So HBK didn't have a segment either, right? <laughs> no, and that was the whole point. No, now here's the thing. This is where the lack of crowd really confuses yeah. people sometimes. I was like, is HBK turning heel? Because it felt like at first it felt like he was he was like, I didn't get a segment. Damn you! Like you know that sort of yeah. thing. But in reality, what he was saying was like he was just making fun of it. He's like, remember what was yeah. the best part of mine? You know, and it didn't. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> Maybe I'm socially awkward and I didn't I didn't realize it. But anyway, so the breaking, breaking news, Brandon, news. What yes, is this? This just in Tamina Snuka has blocked JD from NY on Twitter. <laughs> What's going on? The chat the chat's the one that told me that. So your girl, now you're conflicted, right? Your girlfriend has blocked your boyfriend. I on know social what media. was I supposed to do. Who do you pick in the situation, Brandon? I send picks to both and then just see what happens. That's, Brand- that's what you Brandon, do. Brandon gets his phone hacked <laughs> yeah. and sends them to both. Yeah. Oh, I hacked. Dude, that's crazy. Wait, so did, what happened? Did he just sit or see like running her yeah, down? Yeah, somebody, somebody in the chat let so me know what, 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 uh, what happened. I can, yeah. I can safely assume he was like, why is this shit on my TV? <laughs> You put goddamn Tamina Snuka on my TV. Vince McMahon is stupid. You know, is that, I, I'm sure it's something like that. And then uh, Tamina Snuka was just like, fuck this guy. <laughs> Better than being like her daddy oh. and murdering the guy. That's true. That's true. That was, she killed that was, allegedly. That was harsh. People are asking, who the hell is JD from NY? Damn right. I love wow. that question. Wow. That's crazy, man. These wrestlers are not taking stuff anymore. They're just blocking everybody. I, actually, I started doing that shit, too. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on Twitter. Like, at first, I would respond to people. And I do. I still respond when, when it's within reason. When it's, like, something where it's, like, example, I disagree. I disagree. This is why I disagree. Bye, bam, bam. I don't block you. But if you just say you're a fucking moron, blah, 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 you jackasses don't know, I go block. Because the, oh. it, it already tells me what type of person you are. Especially when people assume things about me, when they're like, you know, oh, you WWE marks, or oh, you AEW marks. And it's like, I get put into this category, it's like, no, I'm just a wrestling mark. I actually told somebody, um, I'm not going to mention names again, um, they told me, you know, I, I said something about supporting the WWE shows, like, I'm going to watch Raw, and then I, I'm going to watch Raw is what I said, and, and Brandon's supposed to come over, I think I said something like that. And they were like, dot, 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 or do the smart thing and don't watch Raw. And okay, well, I'm like, nah, sucks. I'm going to watch it anyway. I said something like that. And then somebody else replied and he goes, well, if you're watching Raw, it shows that you support, you know, um, I can't remember the way they worded it, greedy corporations or something and this, this and this and this and this. And I go, actually, what it shows is that I'm a wrestling fan and nobody's going to make me not support the wrestling business, whether it's WWE, whether it's AEW, whether MLW comes live to Tampa, whether it's an indie show at Knockout Wrestling that we go to every month. I'm going to support professional wrestling and the wrestlers that are involved in it wwe may be you may view wwe as a greedy company and and etc etc but i also know that if i don't support the boys that work for that company that they're not going to be able to put food on on the table for their family you know and you got to do what's right in that sense i mean wwe is wwe all right it's just like the nfl is the nfl i get where you're coming from 
okay? But there are ways to, like, people, I give an example. People were like, when all the releases happened, they were like, stop, stop your WWE uh, network subscriptions and, and show this and that. And I go, okay, this is my thinking. And again, maybe I'm wrong, but this is how I view this. Okay, so WWE just cut 30 plus wrestlers because they're not making enough money to support this, blah, 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 blah. So the way you're going to voice your opinion is by cutting out more funding from them, more finances, bringing less money so that WWE has to go and release 30 more people because they're not gaining that that revenue. That's the word I'm looking for. Wow. Way to support the wrestlers, because bluntly, I, I, I couldn't give two shits about WWE. If you took the whole WWE roster and put them into another wrestling company, I'd still watch. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, I, I, you can have your opinions on WWE, but to tell me that I'm, gre- I'm, I'm supporting a greedy company, you know, because I'm supporting a Seth Rollins. Like, it's the same people that say Seth Rollins is an idiot when he goes online. And he does, and get, don't get me wrong, there are a lot of tweets that Seth Rollins says wrong. But when Seth Rollins goes like, when Seth Rollins says, hey, the boys got released, these people got released, you know, I'm, it's a sad day for our business, you know, I still support my company, and da da da. They make it seem like Seth Rollins is saying, WWE is, is, is a mythical god in the wrestling business, and, and you know, screw these wrestlers. And it's like, no, w- he's just happy with where he works. If I worked for WWE, I would, I'd be a WWE stan. If I worked for AEW, I'd be an AEW stand. I promise you, if Seth Rollins went to AEW, WWE would be the devil and, and AEW would be his obsession. That's just good support. I don't know how to say it. That is just good, uh, good mentality to have. It's like whatever you're a part of. If I'm a part of the Kenny For Your Thoughts podcast, it's the best damn wrestling podcast. If I folded this podcast and went into some other wrestling podcast, that would be the best damn wrestling podcast there ever was. Yeah. Why would I focus on the past? Focus on what's in front of me right now. Brandon's the I past. Seth- Why would I focus on that? <laughs> I think Seth Rollins would go to TNA. To be they brought back the TNA title. I know we don't usually talk about TNA, but they, uh, with, with uh, Tessa Blanchard not being there, uh, they, had, they had Moose win the uh, TNA. Listen, listen, listen to the verbiage. TNA Heavyweight Championship. So now there's going to be like two championships. So they're probably going to combine them later oh. on when she comes back. Really good storyline as in like something making, you know, chicken, uh, chicken salad out of chicken shit kind of thing. Um, yeah. Like that's, you know, if you can't have your world champion, how do you do it? You, you have an interim champion, kind of what they're doing on NXT with the uh, Cruiserweight Championship, which that's another thing I want to talk about. I know I didn't write it in our topics. I forgot to, but uh, the whole Drake Maverick situation is another one that oh, really that. makes me wonder because Drake Maverick won his match against Tony Nese on NXT. Was and it people, all work, ladies and right, and this is my <laughs> thing. A lot of people are going, oh, is it a work? Is it this? Is it that? Is it that? And I said, okay. And of course, people said, well, it doesn't matter, though. Yeah. Right. And here's my thing. By the way, thanks, Brandon. I told you to move your mic to the other side. Thank you for doing that. Did I? Oh, yeah. Oh, crap. I forgot. (laughs) Right. Damn it. Oh, my bad. Now it's coming out of my butthole. Um, Anyway. (laughs) I got confused. Sexually? Yes. Hold on. I think I I I can fix this. It'll be awkward. It's all good. It's all good. Okay. So, Drake Maverick. Um, a lot of people are like, well, you see, if, 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 if this was a work that spits on the WWE releases and blah, 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 and it makes fun of all of that, and it's a horrible thing that WWE is doing, and then, and then the opposite end of things, <laughs> they said, if it's not a work, how dare they do this to Drake Maverick? And it's like, okay, so listen to me, you offended culture. Like, how about we just call a spade a spade? 
Drake Maverick is fired, and Drake Maverick is getting an opportunity because they, everyone knows he's fired. Everyone knows that 90 days, well, less than 90 days now, but in 90 days, he's officially gone from WWE, but he was advertised for the Cruiserweight tournament. So let's make a storyline out of this while we can and make this compelling television. It does good for everybody. It does good for WWE, and now Drake Maverick's name has value to it. How is that a, how is that a, a bad thing? I think it's fantastic, man. Drake picking up the big win. He's moving on the tournament. I right. mean, what could happen? You know, what if he wins the whole thing? Right. That's what I'm saying. And it's like, holy crap. Yeah. What, what do we do now? Is he going to walk out, you know, on top or does he stay with the company? But that's exactly it. You see, you see what, everything you just said. Who cares if it's a work, a, a shoot, not, right? a this. All I'm focused on is the fact that it's really compelling television and it's a really good storyline. This is the epitome of kayfabe 2.0. It's where people are arguing about the fact that they don't know if this is real, if this is a work, if this is this. But I want—I don't want anyone to lose sight of the fact that no matter what it is, it's really compelling television. Because back in the day when we thought wrestling was real, this is how we felt. This emotion, we would say, wow, I can't believe that Drake Maverick won when he's fired. I can't believe that this dastardly Triple H would do this to somebody. If when he thought it was real, it's like we couldn't believe, you know, what they were doing. Now the only difference is in kayfabe 2.0. WWE is the heel, <laughs> right? <laughs> like WWE is the heel in this situation. Do you, Do you think they're doing the same thing with Apollo Creed? They're like his <laughs> knee out, and he's gonna have some traffic return as like the I, exalted one. I just don't. I just. I just don't get. I, I'm ignoring your question. I just don't like <laughs> that. Bobby Lashley came on the screen. He was like, "Lana, you stay back here. I'm going out there." And, and oh, yeah, that was Brand, great. And Brandon was like, "You see, this guy can cut a promo," and I'm like. <laughs> Brandon gave Apollo Crews shit, like, that he couldn't cut a promo for shit, and then he was standing Bobby Lashley at, like, the greatest thing ever. Apollo I didn't Cruz understand. Is not convincing. I didn't understand. He's too, he's too happy about it. About his situation. He slapped the shit out of Andrade. That was the slap hurt around the world when he was like, how about now? <laughs> like, it just slaps the crap out of him. He, was, he's, he went, I don't know if you know, but in these quarantine times, what, what he did was usually it's, it costs... Uh, one one thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars, but is it is on sale for thirty nine ninety nine? So what Apollo Cruz did was he signed up for the Stephanie McMahon bitch slap classes, <laughs> and uh, obviously he passed with flying colors, A plus. He's been working on the slap game, yes. A plus, sure up, yeah. like a damn pancake on the side of his head. It was so beautiful. Five beautiful K thing. cups, yeah. Five, right, five K cup slap. <laughs> Yet he didn't understand. Brandon didn't understand this. I just. Uh, he was like, I've come to the conclusion that Apollo Apollo <laughs> Cruz could literally like it could be twenty point oh ratings for WWE, the biggest rep, <laughs> like more revenue this year because of Apollo Cruz than any other year in professional wrestling. And Brandon would still say he's a bland vanilla piece of crap. <laughs> That's the one. You got it, That's bro. your one. Uh, can we talk That's about that? Can we talk about was... that? Brandon literally goes, and I, it, this is not a joke. I, yeah, we I were sitting was... there watching wrestling, and uh, he comes out, and Brandon just stops. He's got this confused look on his face. He goes, wait, I thought he was from Africa. And I was like, what <laughs> yeah. are you talking about? And he goes, I thought Apollo Crews was from, like, Uganda. And I was like, he's from 
Stone Mountain, Georgia. Georgia. Like the same place That's Jake random. Roberts is from. How the hell do you Does, think? He's like, he's like, I don't know. I, don't, I just thought he was African. And I was like, maybe you're confusing the fact that he used to call himself <laughs> Yuha Nation. And Brandon's like, that's got to be it. And I'm like, yeah, but blew my does, mind completely. Does, like, yeah, Brandon, it, it was like one of those things where Brandon had gone across thinking like, I don't know. I don't know. All this time I sympathize with the guy because I thought he was African and he's not. Brandon, he's you're an not American. Even, you're not even African. You're American. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Brandon, but wait, that, that doesn't, no, that doesn't compute because <laughs> Kofi Kingston's from Ghana and you still don't like him. See, and I thought Kofi was actually American, but he's actually... Kofi is American. Kofi, they, they immigrated to the United States when he was like three or four. Uh, uh, uh. You know what I mean? But he's still, yeah. He's still like, just like, I, mean, I mean, just like I, I have a cousin who immigrated from like Guyana when he was like three, but like I would consider him American. But like, if I guess WWE would say from Georgetown, Guyana, like, you know, just, <laughs> yeah. I should be by a w- way of, by that's... way of, yeah, from Ghana, from, by way of Georgetown. <laughs> do you remember when they used to do that for Chris Jericho? They used to say, uh, <laughs> yeah. was it, who, who said that? Oh no, Christian, Christian Cage, sorry. In TNA, actually, they said, um, from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, or it was like from Tampa, Florida, by way of Toronto, Ontario, Canada. <laughs> I'm like, that yeah. is the longest from Brandon. <laughs> Brandon, from Tampa, Florida, by way of hell. Way <laughs> of well, hell is okay with me. All right. Oh yeah, craziness here. Speaking of uh, Vince and his terrible couple months here, it's funny. I was going, sued. I was going to the same topic too. It's funny oh, how we were like there mentally because I'm like, I'm like, I think I want to go to the shareholders. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, get this, dude. It's horrible. It he what? got sued by XFL, dude. He got sued for... by Oliver Luck because he <laughs> yeah. fired Oliver XFL like, fired yeah, Oliver Luck three days before they folded the league, which kind of took him out of being able to collect uh, what he was owed from the company. So they released him from his contract. WWE is being sued by their shareholders. There's possible insider trading going on is what they're alleging. False statements, failing to disclose adverse facts. Also for the way they're handling their dealings for Saudi Arabia. Damn it. They're all suing me and I'm mad. Why do you think Vince was going to puke? He's going to puke. This is why he wants to sell to Fox. The SBA doesn't want to deal with it anymore. Ah. Get it out of it. Just, just give it away. Everybody's not trying to take week, his money. Not a good week for Vince McMahon. Uh, it's been said that backstage he's not exactly caring right now, and I get it. I get it. I think I think everybody's the same within quarantine times. It's kind of like can only just survive right now, and then and not only that, he has to deal with all this crap on top of it too. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like I I can definitely imagine just what his mentality is like. But Dutch Mantel actually alluded to the fact that, you know, let's talk about this. Uh, Dutch Mantel alluded to the fact that he'd heard that WWE was possibly selling the company to Fox or, or, or ESPN, like you said. And it's like, where did that come from? Now, my, my thing, my educated opinion, I think Dutch Mantel was listening to people who were telling him half the story, maybe, or maybe he, he's hearing it and, and making it a bigger thing than it's not. We've heard mm. for months that WWE was trying to sell the rights to the WWE network to ESPN or Fox. I think that's what he's confusing. I don't think it's, I don't think it's that, you know, WWE's trying to sell the company. They're just trying to sell the rights to the network and the pay-per-views to other things, which, is, which has been business as usual. Yeah. And you'd be okay with that, right? That's not like a... No, I, I, as I've said it before, yeah. I, as I've said before, um, this is a situation where WWE <laughs> needs to add some more... <laughs> yeah, I see Brandon's corrupting the company. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. WWE's adding more value by by taking away uh, the pay-per-views from the WWE Network and putting them. We may not like it because we're used to paying $9.99 a month, but it, it to me, it's like really devaluing the pay-per-views. You know, if you could get them for $9.99 a month, like they just become throwaways. Especially WrestleMania. Like my thing is like, Wrestle- why the hell is WrestleMania? I've said this from the beginning. I don't know if you remember this, Brandon. When the WWE Network came to play, I literally said, Okay, cool. Maybe we'll get all the filler pay-per-views, but we'll get like the big ones, like the WrestleManias and the SummerSlams and the Rumbles. You got to pay to play, you know, kind of thing. And then they were like, all 12 WWE pay-per-views. And I was like, what? I almost said like in a business says, why? Why the hell is that happening? That doesn't Good make sense. Good value for the customer, but... Good, right. Great value for yeah. us. I'm not even talking from our perspective, yeah. which I think but a lot of people them, yeah. can't do. <laughs> I'm noticing that on the internet. That's, I think that's why I mean the internet always have problems. It's like... I can take myself back and go <laughs> look from a reason or, or look from a vantage point that doesn't just benefit Kenny Majid. You know, it's like, what is WWE trying to do and accomplish here? It's called playing devil's advocate. And uh, yes, yes. Brandon and JD from NY are the reasons Vince <laughs> is getting sick is the, the comments. Um, hey, but, does, doesn't everybody want Vince gone? We're, we're doing our part. All right. That, that's my thing. It's like, like, come on, guys. Vince is going to pass the company on to, to, to Stephanie and Triple H and, you know, possibly Shane McMahon, but probably not. But, <laughs> but Maybe Apollo Creed. Apollo, Maybe Apollo Creed. he's going to be the owner. But my, my thing is like, I guys, WWE's not selling. That's my opinion. Like, I, you know, holy shit, if tomorrow all of a sudden Friday they're like, WWE, we're selling WWE. <laughs> so tasty. Yeah. They should make it into a storyline, like the Drake Maverick thing, and just do a whole angle. There it is. There it is. The yeah. company should be sold. They should do it. The Donald Trump thing that they did a couple years ago where they sold it to Trump. <laughs> Trump sold it back, you know, for twice the value. That's what they should do. All right. All right? But, um, <laughs> You know, a topic I want to talk about, because I approached it on Twitter, and I think it's really interesting, and so I, I really want the chat to get involved on this one. Um, I was thinking about releases, and AEW being a newer company, and the fact that they haven't had a single release yet. And, I mean, I'm not counting Kylie Ray because Kylie Ray was there and she got released, technically, but she asked for her release. So That's a little bit different to me. My question to everybody in the chat uh, or just, I mean, just hit me up on Twitter with this. Right. Do, do you think it's going to become a problem when AEW has to release people? Uh, but what I mean by that is kind of like, okay, I guess to me, WWE is a little bit more corporate. AEW is a little bit more for the boys by the boys. Yeah. So do you think it's going to become a problem if they have to release somebody? They almost won't want to release somebody for the simple reason that they're buddies with them. I give you an example. The, the guy that made me think of it, and I, I hate to, to mention this, um, but it was Sean Spears. Ooh. And it made me go, again, I like Sean Spears, but I'm just from a business aspect. He's a little out of shape. Like he's looking like he's headed the wrong direction with his shape. So I'm almost feeling like maybe he doesn't care. And then he's also not in a lot of storylines right now. And, and he's headed the wrong way in that sense. He was, like, in a big storyline with Cody right when he came in. Then he just kind of mm-hmm. fell to the wayside. And so my thing is, like, a guy like that, if, if, in fact, you don't see anything in him, like you're Cody Rhodes or Tony Khan, if, in fact, you see nothing in him, 
do you give him his walking papers or do you just leave him as a healthy scratch on the roster? And how long until that becomes a problem like WWE? Where you're keeping too many people on the roster and that's affecting your revenue. And AEW's a smaller company, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm sure the budget's um, very thin. The margins, I should say, are very thin. They're probably not getting as much revenue. I know you all don't want to hear it, but AEW is not even scratching the surface of the revenue that WWE makes. But that's because right. WWE's been around a while. AEW's, for all intents and purposes, has been around a year. Now, do they have, like, an official sort of roster spot uh, that can be looked at because they all it, it gets confusing to me because they always seem to bring people in and okay, stuff. So for I like think one off here and there. Well, I think what you're confusing is the fact that um, AEW is kind of like a in is almost like a WWE with indie elements. So what I mean oh, okay. by that is like for example, like they brought in Abaddon. She was on a one pay appearance, but then later on they'll let example if they sign her to an official contract, then they'll say Abaddon signs with All Elite Wrestling. So Sean Spears is signed by All Elite Wrestling. The one offs that you see are just literally night night per deals. You know what I mean? They are mm-hmm. literally like X amount of dollars for tonight. Hold harm release here. Have a match. Like the Jeff right. Cobbs of the world. Like Jeff Cobb wasn't signed. Oh, okay, you're right, right. Like Jeff Cobb wasn't signed, but he was on the show for a little bit. But like Jack, uh, Jack Swagger. But Jake, Jake Hager signed. Dustin Rhodes is signed. You know, Lance Archer is signed. Those guys. So, so you can always tell who's signed yeah. because they appear consistently. Um, yeah, because yeah, I was wondering about one of the tag teams. Was the guys, uh, they were in the green and black. One of the dudes would come out and dance. Hybrid like. too. <laughs> Yeah, and then, like, I had yeah I hadn't seen them in like a while. So no, like, Hybrid two signed. Were they just like a, Hybrid yeah. two signed? Hybrid oh, okay. two. But but the point is they've made multiple appearances. But that goes right. back to the the Sean Spears example that I he was signed and then kind of not used for a while. So it's like how many of those people are they going to keep around? Like I love the Hybrid two, but if they're not going to use them, will they eventually say, "Let me pull the plug on the Hybrid two? or will they say? Let's just keep them around because I feel like to me, that's that's irresponsible in terms of business. That's just my opinion. Again, I don't want to see anybody lose their job. Let me, that's do, my, do they try to make a, a second show. Right. So and then it becomes more than the <laughs> if they have a <laughs> second much. show, then right. it becomes like the same formula as WWE. And it's like, does AEW lose their luster because it's kind of nice to just have the one, two hour show on Wednesday night. And then, you know, we get into different situations, but as AEW grows, we may face the, the problem of having a second show. But keep in mind, WWE had Raw for the longest. WWE had Raw for like six years before they even remotely thought of doing a SmackDown in, in the Attitude Era. And even when they did SmackDown, it was the same roster at first. You know what I mean? So, um, I don't know. I don't know. To, to me, it's like... Guys, and my disclaimer, I don't think AEW should release anybody now. There's a pandemic going on. I, I'm talking about if the world was the way it normally is, and we just were looking at it from a dollar standpoint. You know, if they're not going to use certain guys, should they release them? Um, speaking of using people, you know, we talk about the fact that um, AEW's women's division. Remember a couple weeks ago, I said they need to bring in like a ring general, somebody who can really run mm. the division, like a Mickey James or like a Madison rain, like somebody who can, they can really just build around. Um, I kind of wonder, even though she's not as experienced, but could they bring in like a Deanna Perrazzo to, to fill that role? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, because I, I think about it, the fact how she was on the Indies and she was definitely like a workhorse ring general. She was getting to that point. WWE brought her in 
And she almost got lost in the shuffle because I don't know. And that could be that could be her fault. That could be WWE's fault. But like to me, and again, now that she's gone, I could kind of look at it from this place because I have a, a full stop to her WWE career now, as opposed to like, maybe this will happen. Mm. I thought it was a bad idea when Deanna Perrazzo like really like made it, got a flamboyant outfit and kind of like dyed her hair like the silver. To me, it was like, well, Deanna Perrazzo is going away from what she was brought in for because she was just like this Italian shooter. Like she just came in and she was just like break arms and kick ass. She was almost like, like a, like a UFC fighter or something. Mm. And then it became like, well, now she's getting all gussied up in terms of wrestling. The diva out. <laughs> right. But yeah. is that what she was brought in for? It's kind of, to me, it, it's like this, yeah. it's like the old adage of like when the record label brings in an act that is really unique and they say, wow, we're bringing in this band because we love their sound. We love everything about it. It's so unique. And then they bring them in and they say, okay, can you change this? And can you change this? And suddenly the act becomes like every other act they have on the record label. And it was like, well, fuck, you brought me in to be the standout of the group. And now you're taking me down to just this generic pop sound that wasn't even the reason you signed me. And then the record label, sure enough, lets them go. That's kind of how I feel about Deanna Perrazzo. She was brought in to be like the workhorse of the women's division, not be about looks, not be about theatrics. And then her outfit was changed to that. She was gussied up like that. And then her in-ring work became secondary. Well, that's not what Deanna hey. Perrazzo is about. Deanna Perrazzo is, you know, the... Um, Fuji arm, ar, sorry, sorry, I'm looking at my phone that keeps going off here. The yeah. Fujiwara armbar specialist, she shouldn't have been what, what WWE made her. Again, I don't know if that's her fault or their fault, or maybe a little bit of both. Maybe, maybe they gave her ideas and she was like, yeah, sure, because I'm wanting this job. But sometimes yeah. you got to put, you, you know, sometimes you got to put your foot down. Like, for example, I know what... There's, I've told this to Brandon the other night. There's a lot of things I know about this podcast that I could do that I feel would cheap the podcast out. Would they make it successful? Yes. But it's what everybody... Oh, I'll just say it on air, bluntly. I know how to act like a JD from NY. I could play that character. And a lot of people try to play it on their podcast. Or I could just be my fucking self right. and grow organically. So at least I know that the people that are listening to us, even though we're growing smaller... There's how many people are out there right now that go, let me tell you something about Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon is the fucking devil. Vince McMahon doesn't know what he's talking about. Vince McMahon oh. is the reason that wrestling is dying a slow death. I could do that. But that's not but how is I it feel. Natural, right, right. Is that, right. Is that, is that's that true? not how I feel. Yeah. And guess what? I'm going to ultimately stand out from the bunch by being myself with the volume turned up. But anyway, going back to that, that's what I'm saying. I feel like she would add to the AEW women's division. I women's feel like she is yeah. the one person, if I'm looking at this whole roster, that is kind of a shoe-in for AEW to me. Because like everybody's going to sit there and go, okay, you got names like Zack Ryder, you got this and got that. I'm not necessarily looking at name value. I'm not necessarily looking at who's the bigger star. I'm looking at the person that can add the most value to the company. If Zack Ryder can come in and be like, you know, Matt, Mark, I should call him Matt Cardona now. Matt mm-hmm. Cardona can come in and really like help AEW cool. But I almost don't see it. Right. I think they got 
guys there to sort of fill, fill that, that role. role. Yeah, right. Yeah, I right. Think, yeah. Right. So it's I like, th- then it becomes right. don't sign them for the sake of it. Now, EC3, you sign a guy like that because he has the marketable look like that W, the quote unquote WWE look. Right. Sign a guy like that so that when you turn on the TV, you go, who the fuck is that? You want guys like that. He'd stand out. Yeah. Absolutely. He would stand out on that roster. roster. And especially right. since, and someone's going to give me shit for this, but AW is on the smaller side in terms of the wrestlers. You know, EC3 is a big jack dude, 6'1, you know, 275. I think, he, I think it would be good. I think it would be good. But again, like, yeah. do you sign Sarah Logan? I don't, I don't know. At least you don't sign her as Sarah Logan. I feel like <laughs> you, you, that, you yeah. can sign her as Crazy Mary Dobson, like she was on the Indies, and give her that that dark gothy kind of character. But then it's like, do you have that already? Like, if if you want that, why don't you just sign Abaddon? Because Abaddon does it better. You know. Again, yeah, I told I like you, I told you it's going to be AEW yeah. heavy episode. All right, because I, I had AEW on the mind this week. Um, but yeah, what are you saying, Brent? Yeah, no, I was saying, yeah, I like the idea of having Deanna Pizarro as, like, that sort of worker. Perrazzo. I think that would kind of, sorry. Per- Perrazzo. That one wasn't even on purpose. That was, that's why I corrected it, because I'm like, Brandon was just, like, off in a thought. He didn't even remotely think about, about that one. <laughs> right. Especially having her matched up with, like, a Britt Baker, you know, like, that. I think that would, that's that's great that Oh my god, Britt Baker right now is like easily my Fantastic. favorite female in in AEW. Uh, that whole segment where the camera goes into and she's doing like this mocky, yeah. mockumentary, if you will, <laughs> where she's like talk, showing her office and like I feel like her office doesn't usually look like that because like <laughs> the way they had it was like there was like literally Britt Baker's face on every single wall. It it, it was almost like really ad nauseum, if you will. And it was funny with little like quotes of like yeah. role model is this. I'm like, oh my God. Like I want to make some of those and just hang them on my wall. Um, <laughs> wait, 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 Hollis, Hollis is saying Britt Baker needs to go back to being a face. I strongly uh, disagree. Uh, no, I strongly disagree because she does not yeah. fit the role. To me, Britt Baker plays asshole a lot better than she plays get behind me really well. You know what I mean? I think, I think Britt they Baker. They got the Nashita for that. Right, they got Cheetah's a consummate baby face. You can't turn that girl heel. Could you turn Cheetah heel? What's there to hate uh, about Cheetah? Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, she could surprise I, me though. I I used to think that about Io Shirai. True. Like I really would. If you had asked me in 2018 about turning Io Shirai heel, I would have said never, ever turn Io Shirai heel <laughs> because she's such a good baby face. Now I'm like, oh my god, never turn Io Shirai <laughs> baby face again. <laughs> Japanese, we'll Japanese bitch. <laughs> Does anyone remember that? Where somebody, some racist ass, said, <laughs> was like in the NXT crowd, and and Io Shirai is like kind of bouncing around before her opponent's entrance, and somebody goes, "Go back to China!" I swear to God, that's literally what the person said. And Io Shirai just looks, and it's just so badass how she did it too, because she's in character, but she's not. But she's actually offended. She looks and she goes. Japanese bitch and she just drops into a full split to like taunt him the whole crowd just goes oh (laughs) great stuff just great stuff good shit I like the when like Reba's trying to like talk and like Rick keeps poking Uh, her head out the Reba the quote unquote Reba stuff (laughs) was great which by the way Brandon doesn't even realize who that was no I had no idea who is this this is my problem with Brandon let me look in the camera when I say this Brandon touts himself as the consummate TNA fan, yet he couldn't recognize a girl that was in TNA for 
like freaking 10 years. Rebel? It's gonna, Rebel from TNA? You don't remember her? It's, it's going to blow my mind. I'm going to look back. I'll probably have an episode of it on a computer somewhere. And I'm going to be like, wow, I can't believe I forgot my TNA. Once again, TNA talent carrying the business. Anyway, both brands. Anyway, Rebel. Rebel is her name. Uh, and, and Britt Baker was calling her Reba the, the whole time. Reba, come here. You know, like that, that stuff was great. <laughs> that whole segment was, was amazing. Um, so it, that's one thing I'll give AEW a, a lot of credit for. I feel like the energy on their shows are a lot better. And people were asking, why do you think that is? The problem with WWE is WWE is just business as usual without a crowd. And I think that's been showing. Now, going into WrestleMania, they really stepped it up. They had done like Edge looking into the camera and really talking. But I feel like you have talent who's not used to that. Edge is, Edge is trained as an actor. That's why you can do that. John Cena is trained as an actor. That's why you can do that. Now you have talent that's not really used to that. But they make do with it. Speaking of which, though, on NXT, when um, Isaiah Swerve Scott won, I feel he did a really good job. When he was talking, because at first, I think he caught himself. He was looking almost like at the crowd, and he was literally looking around, and he was saying, you know, I'm the guy that when you give, you know, there's the game-winning shot that you have to rely on, you rely on me. And, um, you know, when he looked at the camera, and he said, and he said it, he literally just stops, and he goes, you give me the ball. And he kind of, his eyes kind of twitch. And it was like, there was a lot of conviction behind that. And I, I believed him because he looked, you know, me the viewer he looked me dead in the eyes and his eye just gave that little bit away of like i'm so competitive i will fucking make it happen so i think he did a good job i don't think he's getting enough credit for that um it was a really really good promo really really good promo and speaking of good promos uh, uh, on nxt can we talk about Tim- timothy thatcher i keep messing his name with timothy thatcher and matt riddle because the new bro show so they had the new the the new bro show uh segment with byron saxton where they're basically <laughs> you know it was like it was like the dating the dating game and you know asking questions and, and answers oh the funniest one uh at first was when they asked timothy thatcher what what did matt riddle have for breakfast this morning and, and thatcher just goes i have no idea what he had for breakfast why would i know that and then matt riddle just turns it around and it says no idea, bro. <laughs> like Matt Riddle is hilarious. Matt Riddle is stealing these. Well, I, I shouldn't say stealing these segments because Thatcher is definitely doing a good job. But there is actually a part of me that likes their team better than Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle. And I almost feel like they should keep them together and have Pete Dunne do something else. Because Thatcher is doing such a good job of like, he's even more of a straight man than Pete Dunne. I think that's my point. It's like, Pete Dunne doesn't need this team. Pete Dunne has silent charisma. That's the problem. I feel like that's the problem. They, he has silent charisma. And so you know Pete Dunne's not really that serious guy because he goes, he does that and he, he does this little thing. And even that little, like, I don't know, just comes across really well for Pete Dunne. Whereas Thatcher is more of your, I'm going to kick everyone's ass and kill them. Like, you know, kind of guy. So it's a lot more straight man to Matt Riddle's ridiculousness. When Matt Riddle's like, when I stare in your beautiful blue eyes, blah, blah, blah. Thatcher's like, my eyes are brown. You know, it's like it comes across (laughs) better than if Pete Dunne said it. So again, I, I just think, I think this is, there is more to this team. 
and more money in this team, the more of the odd couple dynamic that they're looking for right. than Pete Dunn and Matt Rill, the broser weights. What do you think uh, they should do with uh, with Pete Dunn then, you know, if they decide to maybe what? He should challenge for the NXT title. <laughs> possibly, possibly Velveteen against Velveteen if he wins it. Well, yeah, I was going to say Velveteen, Velveteen's in the, in the match next week. <laughs> Maybe Adam Cole's just going to strip him of his pants, and that's about it. <laughs> did, you hear, did you hear Vince blaming uh, Brock for the ratings, by the way, that Brock's not around? Brock is money, right? But the way but, he said it on the shareholders call last week was that he said, we no longer have Brock Lesnar, so blah, blah, blah. And it's like, people were really going off that verbiage, like, does that so mean kinda... that does that mean Brock's not with WWE anymore? Uh okay. Well, yeah. I you know what? No, I, I think Brock is still a part of it. They'll probably bring bring him back. Yeah, later. I think I think I, mean, I think Brock just can't travel. He's in freaking Canada. Yeah. There's probably yeah. it's probably a, a pain in the ass yeah. for him to travel from Canada yeah. to Florida. And what's the what's the value there for Brock Lesnar to travel in front of no crowd? Right. You know I mean, mean, it's bad for Drew McIntyre. It doesn't look good. You know, for uh, the Drew now. McIntyre and McIntyre Seth Rollins. Can't. But Can, I mean, okay. Yeah. I don't understand the fact that, to me, people are still hating on Seth Rollins. I, I, I won't name names. Some very popular uh, podcasts, uh, other wrestling podcasts, were saying, like, oh, Seth Rollins, he just makes me want to turn the TV off. And I'm like, if you're wanting to turn the TV off, I feel like you're missing, like, the best segment on Raw. Oh, yeah. Like, this, I've really bought into this character. This whole character, this, this pseudo-wrestling Jesus. We used to call him Wrestling Jesus. <laughs> You know, when he wore CrossFit the white outfit, Jesus. Uh, CrossFit Jesus, and he put the, the arms up and, and stuff like that, standing on the turnbuckle. But yeah. now he really is, you know, CrossFit Jesus in WWE. <laughs> People can't get behind that? I don't, I don't understand. Dude, they had a great segment uh, on Raw to close out, a little back and forth in the contract signing. Right. That was good. Like, both those two's got their stuff in. Do you think maybe you have... Uh, Seth Rollins go over and like win the title like sort of a shock I, thing. I said this. I said this. I I feel like you have. Okay, my disclaimer: if there was no pandemic, if everything was just as is, Drew McIntyre should have a lengthy title run. Now, because again, I think in terms of business, I feel like since Drew McIntyre has no crowd. I feel like you give Seth Rollins the title. Give Seth Rollins the title, but have it won by shenanigans. Obviously, Drew yeah. McIntyre shouldn't lose clean whatsoever. This should be like a situation where Drew McIntyre is literally hogtied or something and, and has to lose the title. Like It yeah. should make him look really strong in the process. But he Damn it, comes out Damn it make him look down. strong. <laughs> so, right, do something like that. Have Seth Rollins lose, uh, win the title because you know how... how amazing television like um, amazing it would be to have seth rollins holding the title to the camera and be like guys you all need to listen to what i'm telling you because i am your face of the wwe just looking you know do those things like really become delusional hey guys th those who are disagreeing you need to let me finish i promise <laughs> so you give you give seth rollins a little run because he's an established enough character that it's not gonna hurt for him to have the title you know what I mean? People are going to hate him for having the title, which is kind of the point. Now, let's say SummerSlam is our first pay-per-view with a crowd. Now give us 
pissed off Drew McIntyre. Pissed off Drew McIntyre coming, yeah. coming for the title on Seth Rollins. And then when Drew McIntyre wins, now we get his coronation because we didn't get it at WrestleMania. We didn't have the crowd, 80,000 people cheering. Give it to him at SummerSlam. So when he holds up the title this time, instead of having to look at a camera and say thank you to because there's nobody here, now we can hold it up and everyone just explodes and goes crazy because now he's the champion. Now he's the guy. Do you see what I'm saying? So it's like, now I feel that's the payoff to this. It's like, it kind of sucks that Drew McIntyre is champion right now. I love Drew McIntyre. That's why I want to give him the bigger moment. That's, I feel he deserves it. Give it to him. Let, let, let SummerSlam be our uh, WrestleMania this year. That is my opinion. You know what I mean? Um, I'm just saying, I, I, I can imagine the emotion like Drew McIntyre would have. I, I feel like he'd cry like uh, coming off of stuff like that. So, be a good reset for everything, especially hopefully we get crowds back come SummerSlam time at least. Right. Okay. So let let's move into these topics quickly, um, since we're gonna run out of time a little bit here. But um, you know the fact that Kane Velasquez is released, WWE released wow. him big money contract. That um, was the huge guy here. That, that yeah, that is a <laughs> that's the huge name. I mean, they, Kane Velasquez is a huge name. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. they, they did release him. Um, in fact, I went to make um, a highlight video, like a tribute video, um, <laughs> epitomizing his WWE career and posting it on social media. But um, Instagram won't let me post it because it said that videos had to be five seconds or longer. <laughs> it just be him, like, standing there, like, you know, dun, being translated. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 oh man dang but it sucks because he was was he he was like hurt too around this time right he, so that's why his match was that's why yeah. that's why his match was so short because he did have like a knee problem and uh i feel like he would have been involved at wrestlemania they would have done some stuff but you know obviously there's they signed him with a big money contract and uh if you're cutting revenue if you're not using this guy yeah that goes back to like wwe's at least smart about it it's like yeah if you got this big Big money situation. You're not using him. Cut him. Could always bring him back if you want right. to, or maybe you yeah, could use that money to yeah. sign someone like a like a Tyson Fury, like when he's when he's ready. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like WWE's doing what they have to do. I don't I don't blame yeah. them for this one. Yeah, it sucks because this would have been like a big angle. It, it actually should have happened earlier, but I mean, you can only get people around when you can get them, get them there when you can. And so, like, this should have been like a big angle because there, there right. was still buzz around Brock and UFC. Maybe he was coming back, you right. know, to UFC to do a fight. So there was still that mainstream buzz around it, and it just sucks that he was hurt, and then you got COVID hits, and nobody's watching or in the crowd, and it just sort of killed. Everything. Exactly. It should have been a big angle, yeah. Exactly, and it's like it's like you have to do what you have to do, and I don't blame WWE for this. Maybe we can run this back for next year's WrestleMania. Maybe they can re-sign Kane Velasquez when he's healthy. You know what I mean? It, who knows? Who knows? Everything's a big question mark. You, I, I feel like we're all every company's going to hit the reset button as soon as we're out of this anyway. Speaking of hitting the reset button, uh, so WWE 2K21 last week, you know, we said it's officially canceled. So this week they announced a new video game of the arcade of the arcade sort. Uh, it is called WWE 2K Battlegrounds. And of course, I posted tongue in cheek. I said, 
WWE's never done anything good called Battleground. Trust me, <laughs> we went to the one in 2014. That's Brandon. I'm yeah, never negative. Hated, I'm never He's negative hated. on wrestling events, but I'll never forget coming out of WWE Battleground 2014 at the Tampa Bay Times Forum at, the, at what it was called at the time. And I looked at Brandon and I was like, that was, that was a waste of $160. Like, I just I couldn't believe that we had spent money on this event. He's like, "Yes, we're uh, gonna we're gonna pay per view right, in Tampa Bay. So we gotta excited. go. Like, yeah, we got pay per view. <laughs> nope, nope." And then he goes sulking. <laughs> oh, so 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 much too. I I hated every minute of it. Uh, Battleground. You, go watch it you, on the network if you have time to sulk. Are you thinking about picking up uh, Battlegrounds? Do you like the sort of arcadey exaggerated style of it? I'm gonna check it out. I, I'm gonna let it marinate i don't know if i will yet uh, i might pick it up on a, like a black friday for like 20 bucks so yeah. i see i see what uh it, a lot it's funny though a lot of people are bitching about it is it stupid this is our you know this is gonna, this is a mobile game this is this this and this i was like wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa you all were begging for an arcade type game for, from wwe the Did whole people problem two games for two semi the whole problem that people yeah had was with WW2K was that it was a simulation based game. Now you get something arcadey and fun. What the hell are you bitching about? Let WWE do this, and then maybe the next year we'll get something a little bit more between arcade and simulation. Get it something between arcade and simulation from 2K22, yeah. 2K22, yeah. But you know. I don't know. This is this is at least we get a game, right? So here's my here's my thing. At least they were smart enough to know. Let's release this game, kind of as a tie you over until the next one. This is. I don't think anybody should take this seriously. This is kind of in the same vein as WWE All Stars. It's very gimmicky, very you know theatrical. That'd be the damn trailer has somebody being thrown into an alligator's mouth. Come on, like this is not supposed to be like. Like an actual game. This is definitely like cross between like WWW or sorry WCW Mayhem or something, like backstage assault with no ring, you know, and All Stars, so something like that. Um, and and everyone's saying, oh, people wanted Raw versus SmackDown. Yeah, that's gonna take some time, guys. That's my <laughs> point. Is like you're trying to satisfy church and state right now, and you're not understanding what I'm saying here. This is an in-between game for them to fix the problems in the 2K series. That doesn't <laughs> just so happen. They're still patched at 2K20. <laughs> they need another year to patch 2K20. That's really what's going on. But my point is, yeah, you, for everyone in the chat saying people wanted Raw versus SmackDown, cool. Maybe that's why we're they stopped the game for a year to give us that and find out what people liked about those games and come back with that. Okay. So again, I don't think to me, I think they should scrap the WWE 2K name. And show that the, whatever they're bringing out next is a new something game. Different. Right? So stop that, like, lineage and bring out something new. And I think that's, that's the right way to go. Because then people will be more forgiving as well. Because it's like, it, they know they're starting from ground zero in that sense. Um, but I'm excited. I'm excited for whatever 2K22 or whatever it's called offers. And I think we're headed into the right direction. Because I think 2K is acknowledging that they're not giving WWE fans what they want. And... So they need to go back to the drawing board. Give it a chance. For guys, buy Battlegrounds. Not even, don't go buy it for, I'm not even telling you go buy it for $60. I'm going to give you a hint, guys, on the Send podcast here. as a gift. Black Friday, Black Friday, <laughs> Black Friday, they always know, Brandon, I'm not always just looking for people to show stuff to me. On Black Friday, they, uh, 
they will always discount the WWE games to about 20 bucks, 30 bucks. So go buy Battlegrounds then at least support it a little bit. Um, chat saying, how about WWE versus NXT? Like, I don't, I don't like that name. I don't like uh, WWE versus NXT. Um, but I guess, I guess you could, you can make it like kind of like that Survivor Series angle. That, that's actually not a bad thing of like the new versus the old. I guess my thing with, with two, the 2K series and, and what I really didn't like about it, and no one's going to agree with me on this, because again, they look at it from their perspective. There were too many goddamn legends in, in the WWE games. And what I mean by that is it becomes, it's not a special thing anymore when every year you have Stone Cold, The Rock, Triple H, The Undertaker, all these iterations. It's like you have five different versions of the same guy. Right, and then it becomes like a situation that you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because if you put these guys in, people are like, oh, it's too much. And then if you take them out, you're like, damn it, you see, they give us a half half of a game and call it, uh, they want us to spend $60 on it, blah, 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 blah. But I feel like if you took half the roster, like the current roster, maybe sprinkle in some legends... And then really, really dive in onto the gameplay. You'd have a better game than just throwing a roster of 300 fucking people with six different outfits and just it's the same every year. I would rather like, why is No Mercy so good? Really look at No Mercy. The reason people like No Mercy is because of the gameplay. It's a simulated game. It's not even really like arcadey per se, but people like that. It was really it, it stands the test of time. The only things that stand the test of time in terms of the Raw versus SmackDown or WWE 2K series are like ones that come to mind are SmackDown uh, SmackDown 5, Here Comes the Pain, uh, SmackDown versus Raw 2007. These are ones that stand the test of time because of the gameplay, not necessarily the roster. And it's funny because a lot of people were like, here's the question everyone has, um said. Everyone wanted a remake of SmackDown versus Raw 2007. And it's like, so what do you get out of that? Literally, does that mean that you just take SmackDown vs. Raw 2007 and make it better graphically? Is that what that means? You can't really do that. Half the roster, or 90% of the roster in 2007 is not there anymore. You can't really remake that game. Ben was in that game. You gotta take him out. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's like, what do you really want? Like, it can, and can it be done? Because I think the only thing they could do is take the SmackDown vs. Raw 2007 engine and just insert new characters. But at that point, you might as well call it WWE 2K22. Do you see what I'm saying? It's just like, it's, it's a hard situation. I know everybody wants what they want, but I think it's, a good, I think it's good what they're doing. Give us a, a separate game for now and then go back to the drawing board. Um, then we might get an AEW game too, so that, that'll be good. Right, do that, some competition. That, if we can get Hopefully. an AEW game, then that'll really tie us over, you know, and, and like you said, have some competition. But then I feel like, then they'll really load up on Legends for that one. I don't really <laughs> want to play as Brutus the fucking Barber Beefcake all the time. Oh, damn it. But anyway, speaking of AEW, uh, WWE let, uh, I think we'll, we'll end after this, um, WWE let... A certain trademark expire so wwe's trademark of the term cody rhodes has expired hey. has expired and wwe let it slide so to wwe's credit i mean it's obvious what they did there out of respect they gave cody rhodes his name back they let cody rhodes file for this so cody rhodes uh going forward i think we will hear him called cody rhodes but uh, there there's a 
people saying that Cody doesn't necessarily want to take the last name because he likes the fact that he got the name Cody over just by itself. And I'm like, no, just take the mm. fucking last name Rhodes. Like, Rhodes is your lineage. Rhodes is a great last name. Yeah. Forget who Dusty is. Just the Cody Rhodes just sounds a lot better than than Cody. Um, and so it, it's it's absolutely amazing. And it's funny, Hollis. Yeah, we're getting to it. <laughs> we're they're being impatient in the chat, damn it. But Cody Rhodes. Um, so so now he's now Cody Rhodes. But the fact that um, WWE has let that expire, but then. They're still going after some Dusty trademarks. Super Brawl, Slamboree, Match Beyond, Bash at the Beach, The Name Dusty Rhodes, American Nightmare, Prince of Wrestling, Bunkhouse, Stampede. I think you should let that one go. Battle Bowl <laughs> and The American Dream. They, they're they uh, opposing Cody Rhodes on being able to take those. So, I don't know. I don't, I don't, know, I don't know where they stand on this, but, I mean, we, got, some we got trademark issues, okay? Um, so, I... I I'm cool with Cody Rhodes. I hope they bring that back. But speaking of Cody Rhodes, as I would call him, I mean, we had um, Cody Rhodes versus Darby Allin, an amazing match, as as it always is. Brandy Rhodes needs to get out of the way. I know what happened. That looked really (laughs) stupid. To me, that looked really stupid. Because he he literally threw him into his wife, and they were trying to be like, well, he didn't know she was there, and I was like, oh my god. It didn't come across like that. It came across real heelish. Like he just threw, <laughs> he just threw Darby into his wife. But hey, maybe that, that may, hey, maybe maybe that is a heel like thing. Maybe it is like a alluding to like Cody going down a darker path. Who knows? It's AEW. Who knows? But um, you know the the, the Dustin Rhodes versus um Dustin Rhodes versus uh, Lance Archer match. I, I posted this. Like that one. I loved it. I thought it was a good yeah, match. I actually better, posted yeah. this uh right here on social media and everybody was like oh my god I, this is from uh ecw in uh 2009 it's a picture of vance archer versus Holy gold shit. dust and i Crazy. said and I, I said i said hashtag aew main event and uh <laughs> so uh and then and i said obviously they've gotten better since then but yeah apparently people love that i, I don't realize that sometimes i i thought everybody just remembers stuff like that but apparently not apparently i'm Damn. the one that remembers stupid stuff like Vance Archer versus Goldust in 2009, and that technically was the main event on AEW. Damn. Uh, but they had in a really, really amazing match. Uh, at the same time, I'm really pissed off at the ending because I didn't want to see Lance Archer versus Cody. Uh, oh, you didn't? I wanted to see Cody versus Dustin too at Double or Nothing. Oh, damn. And, okay. uh, a, a lot of people are having a so the general consensus. This is like the one piece of criticism I've actually seen. From AEW fans, they were like, I don't like that Cody Rhodes is in this match. They were like, I, I wanted Darby Allen. I, I want build younger stars. Right. And I was like, well, go ahead. Yeah, do you think they might go in that direction? Like have a selfish sort of Cody win and then he sort of turns, you know, as right, the TNT that, maybe that's Maybe that's why Brandy Rhodes got slammed like that. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm saying. But not only that, um, Cody Rhodes... I'm already calling him Rhodes, by the way. I, I don't care. De- fuck you, Vince. Uh, <laughs> take your copyright, shove it up your ass. No, I'm just kidding. No, Vince. Um, yeah, no, we don't mean that. Um, but Cody, my thing is like, I said this from the beginning of the TNT tor- title tournament. I said, give it to Cody. He can't challenge for the world title anymore and kayfabe. So give him the TNT title because he's going to be the one representing the network. The network that he's going to have to be at the press conferences for. It writes itself, guys. When he has to go to press conferences, what's he going to hold? 
The TNT Championship. Here's the title of the company that I'm doing a press conference for. Here, I'm the representative of this company. I'm an executive of this company. This will be a marketing tool, guys. This will get the name out there. Give him the title. Think about this not from a wrestling aspect, from a business aspect. That's where people get lost sometimes. They think about it as fans. You got to think of it from the whole aspect. And uh, again, having him as the champion, the storyline can be, yeah, here I am with this, but I can't challenge for the world title. And then maybe he could get bitter off of that, turn heel. Like, there's ways you can go. Cody, Cody having the title, there's a lot more meat on the bone there. As opposed to if Darby Allen wins, Darby Allen, you already think Darby Allen's the shit. Darby Allen's going to win. Here's the thing Darby Allen's going to win a title, right? But in terms of the first champion for the TNT title, doesn't it mean more if Lance Archer loses his first match to Cody Rhodes? And maybe loses it by, hey, that's when, like you said, maybe he could turn heel because he can't beat Lance Archer. So he, he waits till the referee's not looking and hits him in the head with the title belt. You know what I mean? He throws Brandy into him. Right, throws, throws, takes Brandy, just tosses, tosses her at Lance Archer. But then what if he says, you know, what if he sa- looks at the you know press conferences, he goes, I had to win the title. I'm the executive of this company. Nobody else, you want a madman like, you know, make it like babyface it. Do you want a madman like Lance Archer winning the title? No. You had to have me win it. I did this for you. I did this for TNT. I did this for AEW. And you all want to boo me over this? You're booing me? I helped you all. There wouldn't be no goddamn AEW if I didn't win this title. And then so you have that delusional heel mentality. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of ways they can go with this. You know, again, it's not the match I wanted, but I'm looking for the silver lining here. All right? So I think, I think ultimately... Um, Cody Rhodes is going to win that title. And that's the, that's the minute he should name drop Cody Rhodes, by the way. As soon as he wins the <laughs> TNT title, the title, they should say, the winner of the match, Cody Rhodes! And then, like becomes a thing. This is going to be amazing, people. Guys, Think but, of the possibilities. Right. So guys, think of the D-picks. I want to thank you all for joining us. I definitely do appreciate you. If you're listening in audio land, please go ahead, subscribe, like us, Go ahead and comment. Give us a five-star rating. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple Music, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, Brandon's Basement, whatever whatever platform you're listening to this to on, thank you so much. If you're listening on YouTube, watching on YouTube, I should say, go ahead and like this video before you leave the live chat, brotherski. And then comment. Remember to comment again on our video because I do have a question that I post to you all down in the comments below. Yeah. Our, our K-Cup of the Week, speaking of which, is Wrestling in the Dark. And the reason he's our K-Cup of the Week, remember, like I said, if you comment our videos, I will pick a K-Cup from the comment section every week. Wrestling in the Dark has been so supportive ever since becoming a fan of this podcast. Every video uh, since finding this podcast, he's commented on, and he's a blind wrestling fan. Very unique perspective. So I have a link down below if you want to subscribe to his channel, help him out. Um, I'm sure he would love it. Gives a unique perspective of the wrestling business. But like I said, he's been so supportive of this podcast from day one. So I just wanted to give him a a heartfelt shout out. Thank you so much, Wrestling in the Dark. And of course, I always like to end you all on a positive quote that I've found. So here we go. The, The positive quote is, At this point in my life, I only want to do what feels genuine to my journey. I don't want to fake or force any aspect of my life in any way. If certain opportunities or situations are causing me to not honor myself, then I have to pass. 
Now, with that being said, I just want to announce that I am no longer doing a podcast with Brandon because Brandon is not a very genuine person. He's very fake. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what it means is to stop watching professional wrestling, guys. Wrestling is fake and forced. <laughs> Brandon. <laughs> hey, look, my microphone's coming out of your bum right now. I put it on the wrong side. Ricochet would be proud. Do I have to hit the disclaimer? <laughs> you know, instead of hitting the disclaimer, because you've seen it all way too much, I'm going to leave you with Brandon's reaction to Jinder Mahal coming out oh. on Monday oh, Night Raw. Yes, I cannot, I cannot He's make this back. up. But guys, again, if you're in the, in the comment section right now, please go ahead and like this video before you leave. Here is Brandon's reaction to Jinder Mahal <laughs> returning on Monday Night Raw. I was filming because of the Viking Raiders segment, because I thought they would do something <laughs> stupid. But instead, I got this nugget out of it. Here we go. Ah. Uh, killed me now. Yes! Yes! No! 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 What? Yes! You want to run back? Finally, something good in the show.